It's a radioactive gas that we are mm -hmm. always breathing. Mm -hmm. And it's okay because it is naturally occurring. It is one of our prime elements, one of our prime gases, which means as long as the earth spins and since it's always been spinning, it will exist. Welcome to the next episode of the Unbiased Truth Podcast. I am joined today by a superhero. That's uh, right. <laughs> April, owner of RVA Radon. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. What you got to introduce yourself? Tell us about you. What do you do? Why do you do it? Oh, that is, I don't think we have enough time for that. But I am, I'm April Leslie, and uh, he said superhero because my, um, my logo has a... Um, as a woman, like a silhouette of a cape blowing uh -huh. in the wind to help protect the city of RVA and surrounding areas of radon. <laughs> so, so that's what I am. Uh, I get to get, I get out there and I educate about radon. I test for radon. I, I basically can talk to anyone for any length of time about radon, raise awareness, do classes, Whatever it is. So, so yesterday I was asked after you left from that inspection um, why you set the radon monitor up where you set it, mm -hmm. and then I promptly looked at both the client and the agent. I said um, she told me why. She had lots of good explanations as to why. I don't remember them all because I kind of gloss over when she starts talking about all these nerdy radon stuff. That but, is that is common um, response. The gloss over, <laughs> yeah. like I can know, like I I know when it's happening. There's a different, you know, there's a different uh, expression uh, I get, which is why uh, I tell bad jokes because it brings you back. It like brings back in. So but I said there's a reason for it, um, and yeah, and I said fair enough. Okay, we're okay with that. <laughs> Nobody called me. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I always welcome a conversation. <laughs> That's what I tell people that ask me questions about it. I, I go, um, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. got a specialist right. for that. Yeah, I just right. tell them that um, radon's not my thing. Um, our radon person is super nerdy about radon, and you just call her and she answer all your questions. Compliment. Yes. That's yeah. why I have glasses. <laughs> so, how long have you been doing that? Um, since late 2016. Um, that's when I kind of really got mm -hmm. involved with it. Mm -hmm. And then 2017, kind of, I realized how much people didn't know about it. Yeah. And so I started really stepping in it. Yeah. And then uh, through through the pandemic, um, I remained active. Yeah. But um, I wasn't as proactive as I am now. Yeah. Um, and then post-pandemic or like towards the end, because, you know, we're kind of like still in the thick of things a little bit on a different level. Yeah, it depends on who you ask. It depends on if we're in a pandemic or not. Right, well, <laughs> right. But we still have a different awareness sure. of the air we're breathing. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. um, so people are, people, oh, lifestyles have changed, right? So yeah. a lot of people are still working from home. Some mm -hmm. people decided, hey, I want to homeschool. You know, some people's offices uh, have just a different perspective on what safety mm -hmm. levels are. And so things picked up immensely because yeah. uh, it's just in your breathing space, whether you're at home, whether you're in a basement, whether you're on the first floor, what, what have you, the, you know, the atmosphere that you're breathing, there's a bigger awareness since COVID. And so when that took off, the department that I was working in and like created was no longer sufficient. We needed to create its own entity yeah. and create a, a larger business to where that was the only focus. Yeah. 
So, you were working with another home inspector mm-hmm. as the radon. Right. And right, now right. you've since pretty much gone off on your own. Yes, I went rogue. Yeah. It happened. Yeah, it just happened. Left them. Yeah. Right. Just, yeah. no, I didn't. It was like, like I said, it was like, it was organic. It was that sure. this was doing so well that we were yeah. able to be like, okay, this needs 100% attention. Yeah. And, you know, I feel, I feel um, fortunate because I was also in the home inspection field. Like I've been in there. Mm-hmm. I've been, you know, I've been under the sinks. I've been opening yeah. and closing windows. I've been, you know, kind of like around yeah. that. So when I walk into a radon related um, transaction with a real estate yeah. issue, I already know what's going on. Yeah. So I appreciate that setup immensely. So how have you found, because... Obviously, one of the one of your your business techniques is to partner with home inspection companies and uh, to to kind of do their radon right. So, which is different approach than the other traditional radon companies around here, right? Which is there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm sure being working for a home inspection company, you realize how many how much business you can ascertain from home inspection companies that don't offer radon in-house, but still want to be able to offer that service so they don't lose the client. Right. 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 Um, so what, what, why did you choose to continue to do that versus some of these other more traditional models where you just wait for people to call you and you're just kind of nine to five? Well, because if you aren't a specialist or passionate Mm -hmm. about radon, you can actually lose clients yeah. by not being informed enough. They're yeah. going to have a question and you're going to be like, well, we passed the test, but I don't have your answer. Right. You know, so, um, and also there is a cost behind it. There is a calibration cost. There is a continuing education cost. Mm-hmm. There is a, you know, um, just maintenance on and, and as far as inventory, so many different things. Well, I'm just picking up and dropping off the monitors as a home right. inspector, right? Right. You know? So um, it, it's yeah. an added it's an added fluff that mm-hmm. may or may not really impact the business as far as a radon department. Yeah. Um, what it does do mm-hmm. is keep your clients with you yeah. when they have multiple things to do, mm-hmm. and also it can really benefit the home inspector to say, "We have a specialist that handles that." That's not really for us. We are the specialists for this entire house. Right. When a specialist for the air, we have that for you too. Right. And it's all in one area. Instead of someone just carrying around a couple of radon monitors in the mm-hmm. back of their truck, yeah. that they really shouldn't be stored there anyway. That's another topic. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but so, and really partnering, partner, partnering with um, home inspectors is kind of what helps pay the bills while I raise awareness in a completely different demographic, which yeah. is air breathers in general. Mm-hmm. If you live in a home, if you live on the first three levels of a multi-family building, uh, if you work in an office, that's who I'm trying to reach. Yeah. And so it's just a benefit that in the process, I can help with real estate transactions. Nice. Yeah, there's a uh, inspection company, I think in Minnesota, and they came up with the idea to offer ancillary services to home inspection companies. Now they spun it off of their business. 
and they changed the name, you know, Inspector Ancillary Services, whatever. That right. way um, people don't see two different home inspection companies because nobody's going to do that, right? I'm not right. going to going to contact another home inspector who's going to show up in his truck, you know, and all right. that stuff to right. do radon or mm-hmm. any ancillary service. Um, so that's what they are, they've done and continue to try to do is like, hey, you know, we want to help you. We want to offer these services so you're not turning away clients and it's completely separate. Like there's nothing for our name. There would be nothing that said 360 home inspections on any of these reports for your clients, you know? And I thought that was a great idea. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would like to do, you know, that got my mind turning to do the kind of the same thing. Um, You know, I got to have people, time and money to do all that. And uh, (laughs) um, but it just makes me think of what you've been doing for home inspectors to kind of target that. And it's really beneficial and nothing against the other companies that do radon testing. Um, but they are, you know, real estate is a different animal, you know? Um, so when I get that request at Saturday on two o'clock, Hey, I want to add radon and the inspections on Monday, I need to be able to reach out to somebody, right. you know, not that I want to get that text on Saturday at two o'clock, but you know, I need to give them an answer if they can do it or not. Right. And these other companies are just Monday through Friday. Office closes at five. They'll get back to you on Monday and we can get to you on Thursday. You know, I mean, when um, you own a business, it's not just a nine to five or what does it's kind of a more of a way of life. Yeah. And so, you know, those those texts and stuff don't have to consume you. Sure. You know, but it keeps it keeps you rolling yeah. and it lets people yeah. know that you're passionate about something yeah. and that it's important to you. Yeah. So Yeah, so it's really nice being able to to have somebody you can just go out to and and you know, it really feels like part of your business, even though it's separate. Um, again, you know, other companies are great. They're great for backups. You know, when we need it, we get to a pinch or whatnot. Um, and I refer my competitors. Sure. Like, because if there's something that I can't do, um, it is so much better to have it done than for it to go untested. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's part of where my business model is a little bit different as well is I'm all about collaboration rather than competition Mm -hmm. because, everybody's always breathing radon all the time. So guess what? That means there's enough for all of us to measure. Yeah. Yeah. And always, you know, I always view it like I don't really have competitors um, because I don't really care what they do. You know, like I'm (laughs) I'm worried about me, you know. Right, right. Um, The only thing I care about, I'll ask, depending on who it is, you know, kind of gauge where they are business-wise as far as their volume um, to see if it's just me. (laughs) <laughs> you know, right, like if, right, if we right. hit like a slowdown, if it's mm-hmm. just me or if it's an industry thing, you know, um, other than that, I don't really care, you know. Um, so, you know, there's a couple inspectors comment on Facebook pages and whatnot, or when I'll see them, like, you know, I guess I introduced myself to my competition. I'm uh, like, right. I, I don't even know you, you know, and mm-hmm. it's nothing personal, you know, but I don't view you as competition. You know, it's not because I think I'm better than you. It's just that I'm doing my own thing. That's good. Um, you know, um, <clears throat> my competition is, is, you know, me, um, you know, what are we doing or not doing enough to succeed? You know, it has nothing to do with how many other home inspectors are in the market, you know? Uh, so it's good. And I actually was talking to another home inspector, uh, the other day about a, uh, a very interesting situation we had. Um, you know, I seen some pictures and whatnot and, 
Uh, same pictures I sent you. Okay, you know, yeah, so I explained I'm familiar, to him. And, I'm familiar. And he's like, what's that agent's name? They sound like somebody I want to work with. And he's like, I'm joking. <laughs> I said, honestly, he says, uh, I told him, I said, the reason why they didn't call us to begin with, they thought we would be booked. And I told the agent, I said, if I'm booked, I'm, I've got somebody for you, which was that inspector. You know, I was like, I'm going to refer you. And he's like, well, I really appreciate that. And uh, I mean, but why wouldn't I, you know, because here's an agent that trusts me. They use me, you know, why would I hesitate to, to refer somebody I know raises the level of the industry versus somebody taking the chance of them finding somebody who lowers right. the bar of the industry. You know, I, I teach that in networking classes and that you are only as good as your referral. Yeah. Because if you have a bad experience, someone is going to remember, oh my goodness, I found them through April Leslie. Yeah. Or if you have such an incredible experience, then they're going to say, she's awesome. Uh, go to her. She knows her stuff. She's going to point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And that can only benefit you in a positive manner for yeah. your whole company. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about radon then. Um, okay. Yeah. So yes. um, if I drift off, um, you know. I will tell you a joke back, so. and it'll yeah. be so bad yeah. it will awaken you. <laughs> it'll awaken something and you feel like you have to interrupt. Yeah. So <laughs> So uh, I guess the first question is, um, for many people who don't know, what is radon? Ooh. Well, it's a radioactive gas that we are mm-hmm. always breathing mm-hmm. And it's okay because it is naturally occurring. It is one of our prime elements, one of our prime gases, which means as long as the earth spins and since it's always been spinning, it will exist. Uh, So if anyone ever says we don't have radon or I don't have radon over here, they just they might not know exactly what they're talking about because there's always a level of radon that you're breathing. Yeah, because like when you go to the Department of Health, uh, and you pull up their map, they don't have an area on their map that's zero. There's, if I remember correctly, um, there's three levels, mm-hmm. and it's really just a low-risk, medium-risk, high-risk kind of scale, but there's a risk on there each level. It is, and right? I, ha- I feel some sort of way about that map. Sure, sure. And the reason why is, <laughs> is uh, do you have any idea when the last time that was updated? Oh, probably like the 80s. Well, maybe the 90s. Now you're making it sound, sound even like 2000s. better. 2000s. 1994. So not this, this century. So, yeah. you know, whereas it's great to just kind of give some general information, sure. it's not exactly yeah. accurate. Yeah. And um, we need to we need to get on that. And they are going to get on that. The yeah. EPA is going to be getting on that. Yeah. So. so what does radon do to you? Radon is the number one leading cause of lung cancer worldwide in non-smokers. So it happens the longer you're exposed, mm-hmm. the greater your chances are of receiving, you know, lung cancer and from radon. Yeah. And if you were a smoker and if you are a smoker and you are exposed to elevated levels, then your chances increase even more so for lung cancer. Yeah. So one of the questions um, I get asked a lot about radon testing is, do I need radon testing? And there's a lot of misconceptions out there, um, crawl space versus slab. Uh, well, they have a crawl space, so you don't need to worry about radon. 
Um, so I love those kind of questions. That's right. That's I love right. those comments. So, um, what's your thoughts? When when should you get radon tested? Does it matter what type of foundation it is? Um, is there a house based off configuration alone, not location, um, that wouldn't need to be tested because it's not as susceptible to radon as a different type of house? That's a great question. Thank you for asking. Yes, I'm going to check out now. <laughs> right, that's, right, that's exactly. All I have. There we go. Uh, so, <laughs> um, you know, you're not going to like the answer. Nobody likes the answer because the answer <laughs> is everybody needs to get tested. But the positive or the flip side to asking me that is that I have uh, a reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it used to be, and this is kind of, you know, an old wives' tale kind of thing that you only need to get a radon test if you have a basement. Okay. And if you have a basement, the reason why that they're saying that is because this is this is a natural gas that comes um, from the earth. So it's going to come through a soil gas. So mm-hmm. you are underneath, you know, where the earth begins. So you're at a closer level to where your greatest exposure is. So absolutely, if you have a basement, get your radon levels checked, mm-hmm. right? But in reality, many people who have basements consider their basement as an extracurricular, um, you know, area. So you're not necessarily, okay, I'm getting the eye. (laughs) So you're not necessarily, um, you know, exposed as often to that basement level as you would be if you had a cross space. If you have a cross space, you know, at max, you're thinking six feet from the earth. And that's like a really generous cross space, right? Um, Because most of us can't stand up in our cross space. Exactly. So the first floor living space is where you are exposed the most. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that uh, radon rises. And so when it comes up from the earth through the crawl space, there's nothing, you know, keeping it from um, coming right into your first floor. Mm -hmm. So there is your reasoning for your crawl space. If anyone ever tries to measure your radon inside of your crawl space, you find someone else immediately <laughs> because yeah. that is an inaccurate reading. But what once it comes up through uh, your foundation into your breathing space, that's where you want it measured. Yes, you want it measured down below, but quite often, depending on the structure, even if you have the basement, a radon measurement specialist is also going to put a monitor on that first floor mm-hmm. so that you can see how it dissipates through the time frame. So what is in your basement when you might not be spending as much time there, and then what is in that first floor. And so that's less space when you have a crawl space. Interesting. As far as a slab is concerned, mm-hmm. think about how much closer you are to the earth than even in a crawl space. Right. You are right there at it. And where that foundation can serve as a barrier, it doesn't have to. Right. And uh, you need to know. Yeah. Uh, Florida has many, many slab properties, and it is one of the most difficult places to get certified in res- and measuring radon because they are dealing with a lot of radon coming through those slab properties. Yeah. And it's important to know how it works. You don't know the direction radon's going to take. You can put in um, a slab piece, and it's going to divert you know, the radon. Or it can open up other avenues through the soil that will find cracks in anything because settlement just happens right. as our earth is spinning and moving. And 
uh, it can come up through another avenue. Right. So, is there anything I left out with that? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. At least the beginning and the end, I caught. I don't know about the middle. Of okay, the okay. <laughs> also, a better question is not do I need my radon measured? It is who's measuring your radon. Right. It's a different. It's a different perspective, and um, you know, uh, you can't see it, taste it, feel it, smell it. The only way to know how much is in your breathing space mm-hmm. is to measure for it. So what's what's the different? So ultimately, it doesn't matter if it's basement, slab, crawl space. Your home can be affected by radon. You should get or it tested. Or business. Or business, mm-hmm. correct. Uh, so with that being said, difference between the what we'll call the real estate radon testing, right? The, the, the short-term, right. 48 hours, 72-hour testing versus a more continuous monitor. Uh, what's the pros and cons to those, uh, especially in Virginia, where most of the time we have four seasons, um, you know, this year, maybe two. Weird, right? Uh, right? Uh, but what's, what's you know, because the weather and things like that can affect right. the readings and whatnot. So what's your what's your thoughts and takeaways on advice on, on stuff like that? My suggestion is to begin with a short-term measurement. Mm-hmm. Um you can do that yourself with something from Lowe's or Home Depot or Amazon um, with like a charcoal canister that collects um, you know, the radon, lands on the charcoal, it's sent off, it's evaluated. It is pretty accurate, yeah. honestly. And, and, you know, it's not great for my business to say that, <laughs> but, but it actually is. And I let people know if that's the only way that you're going to measure, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there is a much more efficient way. And the reason why is because you're going to get an average from a charcoal canister from an approved lab, mm-hmm. but you're not going to know why. Are, do you have an average of 2.5 picocuries per liter? And the EPA action level is actually four picocuries per liter, which is like smoking eight cigarettes a day. Um, do you have an average of 2.5 because you had a lot of twos and a lot of threes? Or do you have an average of 2.5 because you had 0.5, 0.5, 7, 4, all of those numbers combining, yeah. and then you have that average. So you're going to want to know that. Sometimes when an individual calls me and says, hey, I, have, uh, I had an elevated reading from a charcoal canister, mm-hmm. now I want to get a professional test. I let them know I'm more than happy to help them with a professional test. However, if you have an elevated reading, these are pretty accurate. I would go ahead and move into mitigation and call me afterwards to ensure your mitigation system is working properly. Where that comes in for the long term. If you have a 2.5 and you don't know why, or you do know why because you had a professional test it and can tell you you're getting more radon into your house when the wind blows or you're actually every time it rains, it pushes more radon out. You don't know unless right. you correlate weather conditions with a reading. But if you are kind of like on the fence, like, you know, this is important. It's not really at action level, but I want to ensure that my family stays safe, mm-hmm. that my pets stay safe, that, you know, I'm in a working environment that that I can feel safe to breathe the air in. Yeah. You can get a long-term test or a long-term monitor that is showing you for an extended period of time mm-hmm. what the radon levels are so that you know what to do about it. 
So now we got our testing. Um, doesn't matter the foundation. We're going to test it. And now we get our results back. And now we have um, our results, and they're 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 high. What's mitigation look like? Mitigation is affordable, effective, mm-hmm. simple. If you're dealing with real estate, it's never something that should make or break a real estate transaction. If you're working with someone that you know ha- becomes such becomes an alarmist on it, then maybe redirect who you're working with because it is a simple fix. That's what's so beautiful about it. Like, you know, you can have um, extreme elevation and be able to fix it. So um, a mitigation company um, is going to come in and really um, I redirect individuals that are working or that do both testing and mitigation Mm -hmm. Just because it's a little bit of a conflict of interest, there's several states that don't even allow it. So the fact that Virginia does is is just part of it. But I really right, recommend right. whether you use me or someone else to make sure you have an independent party test. But mitigation looks like they are going to go to that lowest level and they're going to try and find the best pocket of airflow where radon is going to be pushed into your breathing space. Okay. And it put in a fan system with PVC piping and blow that radon out of your house before it really even gets into it. Yeah. So that's what's beautiful is that it's going to just bypass your home. And we see radon mitigation systems all the time, but people don't recognize it because it looks like a gutter downspout. It does. You can even paint the exterior of the mitigation system to the same color as your siding or what have you to where it blends naturally. So, um, so that come, you come in, you get that done, they make sure the seal is correct and the fan is working and that there's, there's regulations, you know, there's, you can't have it pointed at, you know, six inches above your roof line at your neighbor. That's really not nice. It's not <laughs> kind. Even if you don't like them, we don't recommend it. Um, but it, you know, it needs to be a certain amount of inches above the roof line. Uh, there's a lot of different things yeah. and it's so incredibly effective. Yeah. We have seen it go like in the upper thirties mm-hmm. down to <laughs> one point four. Uh, you know, so it it's something that you want to test afterwards. But even more importantly, once you get that mitigation system in, you have to continue to test every two years. There's a valve on the exterior of a mitigation um, system that shows you, you know, has some has some uh, liquid in it. And if the liquid is uneven, that means mm-hmm. your fan is on. And if it's even, it means your fan isn't working. Right. So that's not the only thing that you need to be looking at on if the radon is being removed from your breathing space. Because all that valve shows you is that the fan is on. Right. It doesn't show you if it's actually removing it. And if you had um, levels of radon, uh, you know, genuine enough to need a mitigation system, you're going to want to ensure that it's working. Yeah. So a radon measurement specialist can come in, do an inspection of the system, as well as retest every two years and let you know if it kind of needs to be serviced. You don't necessarily service a radon mitigation system. You basically have to replace pieces, which gotcha. you can do. Um, servicing a system is uh, common vocabulary, so it's what we we use, but it's not like you're going to open up a fan and replace the part. We're really going to be replacing the fan itself. 
instead of pieces. Sweet. You're glazing over. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> um, so that's a lot about radon. Um, a lot more than I knew about radon. Um, and like I said, the biggest questions I get is about placement of, of monitors and, and, of course, foundation levels and things like that. Um, cause there are some houses that require more than one monitor and whatnot, um, based off square footage and changes in elevation. Um, and if there was like a little list of things like that, then yeah. I probably wouldn't have a job, you know, right, but right. there's so much more to it than is this the lowest level yeah, and yeah. what's the square footage? Because like, you know, I would love to be able just to say, yeah, sure. Put it wherever you want. Oh, is that where you want me to put it? <laughs> sure. No problem. Which yeah. I kind of get sometimes. There is a plethora of variables that you have to consider, Um, you know, feet away from the walls as far as returns for HVAC system, Mm -hmm. you know, just uh, square footage is definitely one, Mm -hmm. but you may need two um, monitors, a continuous rate on monitors on a small house, you know, something that's under under 1500 square feet, you could still need two monitors just depending on the foundation and other variables. That's what I tell all the clients that call us um, wanting to get the radon added. Um, I'm always like, we'll do one monitor, but not until like the radon specialist gets out there and says like what you need. But for right now, like we'll just do one. I love that. Thank you. I mean, because that way, that way people aren't surprised if we get on, on property and we say, you know, because we do care about you, we want to make sure you're getting an accurate test. You know, and so we may have to leave an additional monitor. So they're not surprised. Yeah, I always warn them about that because I don't know. It's more of the fact that I don't know what the requirements are for the second one. So I'm just like, "Eh, you might get a second one. Who knows? Right, right. I mean, Sid (laughs) called me this weekend and was like, hey, we're doing this. And here's the property. Can you tell me if it's going to be one or two? And I looked at it and I was like, I can't tell you. I would love to tell you. I'm looking at it. Uh, you know, possibly one, but we may really need to put two in there and I need to be on site to just to tell you honestly. So yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. So shifting gears real quick, unless Courtney has more questions about radon. Um, no, I have had gotten questions about, um, the steps to remediation for it. And I'm I'm like, um, I I have no idea. Just just (laughs) call April. That's that's what I told people. I was like, um, Oh my God. It was that agent that I texted you and was like, Hey, you might be getting a call. He's the one who asked me about, um, the remediation for it. And I was like, I have no idea. Like I can tell you what it is kinda, (laughs) (laughs) but that is it. That's all you're getting out of me. (laughs) And those are my favorite phone calls. I, we don't do remediation. I think, I mean, I I really was thinking about this the other day. I think 50% of our calls are actually about radon remediation rather than the testing. Mm. And that's great with me because that means it's raising awareness. And if you like, you know, you look at our website, it says testing, um, education, and support. Mm. We do not do the mitigation, but I will absolutely connect you with a resource that, as we were talking about how important referrals were earlier, that I have seen their work, I promote it because it's good and have no affiliation with. So I'm happy to spend that amount of time talking to individuals that just don't know because 
guess what they're going to do the next time that topic comes up is they're going to share that information. And that's mm -hmm. how the awareness grows. If you've just spent five extra minutes talking to somebody right. about it, it's, you know, it, it can save lives. Yep, and that's absolutely. the whole bottom absolutely. line. Yep. So what was the hardest part when you decided to go off on your own? Um, worried that the business wouldn't continue to come because that's it. You know, yeah. you're your own fallback. And if it's not there, but fortunately, everybody has kept breathing air since I went off on my own. Yeah. yeah. And so it's been coming. It's good. I mean, I sent some desperation when I met you. Um, you that, did really. not. Absolutely. <laughs> He's lying. <laughs> I think you sensed friendliness, education, sure. Sure. you know, knowledge, yeah. uh, so many other things. <laughs> Yeah, don't worry. I, I, like. I felt that. I yes, felt that. yes. She's like, you know, she's my favorite at 360. I just want to say. <laughs> Sorry, you. thank you. Uh, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I'm the best in the company. What can, what can I, I mean, say? <laughs> what's been the hardest part about starting a business? Um, I think realizing at the end of the day, no one else is going to finish what you started except for you and you know so sometimes I might not be in the field mm -hmm. from 8 to 11 a.m mm -hmm. and so but I guarantee you at 9 p.m if there is a report that's being done then I'm still doing it yeah um I mean I think you've probably gotten reports close to midnight from me mm -hmm. but just because I'm trying to get it out. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that was that was pretty difficult. And then um, establishing inventory. Inventory mm -hmm. is hard um, when you're starting from the you know ground level right. because you want quality and to ensure that you need to buy the best. And unfortunately, <laughs> sometimes to like <laughs> you know to make money, it costs money. Yeah. And you don't, when you want to be in business on your own, mm -hmm. there is, you don't necessarily want to bring in certain kind of help sometimes, sure. you know, because you want to be able to be the only and final say. Sure. And that comes at a price to pay, you know, yeah. whether it is late nights or working, mm -hmm. you know, harder or, but if you enjoy what you're doing, and I know people say this all the time, if you enjoy what you're doing, then you don't work, you know. Yeah, I'm still working when it's 11 o'clock yeah. at night and I'm doing a report, but I also feel passion and a reason behind it. And I do feel like I'm getting to help someone. I'm glad you feel that way 11 o'clock at night because I'm not feeling passion I don't, and excitement at 11 o'clock at night. It doesn't mean that you're my favorite person if I'm yeah. having to send it I'm to you. On no, LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn <laughs> looking for job openings at 11 o'clock at night. That's because my passion is gone. <laughs> Right. Well, if you need a job, come to me. I can hook you up. <laughs> so. uh, I didn't like. I can't get through the fifth grade science part of the of the of the class. So I don't think I'd be of any use for you. But there's so much. There's so much. I mean, it's so much fun. I can do some marketing. You know. Yeah. 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 Do I want you to market though? I'm better than the person <laughs> I got. So. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna disagree on that one. Thank you. Thank uh -uh. you. Uh -uh. April's got my back. I do. I do. That's only because you're going to her networking meeting. So. She is, but because no. she's a valuable asset as a guest to the networking, right. she is bringing right. you know something of value to me. See, see. What cookies? We also have phone calls, so. We do. We speak. Mm -hmm. We talk. 
freely. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> what was one of the things you uh, that was unexpected or you wasn't prepared for when you were starting? Negative retaliation <laughs> on kindness. <laughs> we were just on talking about kindness. this. Yes. yes. Some people do not. They want to kill kindness. Yes, yes, and I do. will not let that happen. Yes, they do. Something um, about being in real estate and kindness, they just, just want to crush it. But it's not going to happen, right? That's right. That's that's right. right. We're, we're going to be persistent yep. with our smiles yep. and with our communication. Yep. And uh, But, but you know, there's and some alcohol time, consumption. I, you know, I thought with keto, we talked about this earlier. Whiskey is car-free. Oh, but it's dark. <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? I don't know. Yeah. Malibu. Light in your, I don't know. I don't know. But, but yeah, I mean, there was, there's was. there been some issues. Like, in, um, you know, I've been there with you on that, on, on some individuals that didn't necessarily, um, you know, want kindness. And, uh, you know, some of us aren't in it just for the money. Yes, we have this job. We have a job to pay mm-hmm. bills. That's why we all yeah. work. That's not foreign to anyone, but some of us have the job that we have because it's something we care about. Right. At the end of the day, if it's something I feel like I would need to know or want to know, then I'm going to share that yeah. or offer it. And sometimes that means I have to spend extra time or I have to go back or, you know, there's any kind of, you know, so- sometimes you're going to have an error on a report. If you have an error on a report, then I'm going to say, there's an error on the report. I'm going to go back and I'm going to yeah. do this right. Or um, there could be, there was interesting, you know, atmospheric conditions. And I would love to make sure that this radon measurement is not only about the atmospheric conditions. So I'd be more than happy to go back. Now, if you're real dealing with a real estate transaction, you could get pushback from that saying, why? Why yeah. do you want to do that? You're making life harder for me. <laughs> like, But it's not about your real estate transaction. It's about the person going to live in the house. And are they receiving the best information possible? Who, who would have thought that offering a free service would have made just people upset? But it does. I mean, it's like the whole thing with the free hot chocolate bar. The amount of, like, I called so many different agencies asking if they wanted, like, a free hot chocolate bar at one of their meetings or events or something. And, um, like, one of the ones that's local to us was, like, why? Why are you doing this? Right. <laughs> they don't understand, like, they don't understand kindness. Yeah. They're, like, what's yeah. in it for you? Yeah. Why are you being kind? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And same this with, is suspicious. like. Are you smiling? It's not nice. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Right. You know? It's right. so weird. Um, it's it's the same thing that happened with the spotlight videos that we're trying to do in the like New Kent area. I've called like multiple different businesses there, and like um, one of the ones that we just did was with Shaggy Paws, and they were like, like why why are you doing this? Like um, they were like, because I can for, and want to. Word for word, they were like, why? That came. That was it. And it's, you know, <laughs> we're choosing businesses for that. Because, you know, really for Courtney, because if it was up to me and, you know, I would just say, hey, we're just going to call, you know, Brian from C3 or Jeff from Pest Now or mm-hmm. you and just right, do. Right. And but she doesn't want to deal with she doesn't care about, you know, what does what 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 an HVAC looks like. So try to do something a little bit different, a little yeah, bit fun. No, you that's, know? that's great. And uh, local and just, involved yeah. in the community. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Promoting local yeah. small businesses. Yeah. And yeah, like there's there's a company that. 
I go to a lot did um, to get um, uh, you know donuts and things like that, and you know super popular, and I couldn't even get a response from them. You know, oh, wow. like like I don't even care if you don't want to do it, but at least yeah, you appreciate the offer. No thanks, no nothing, mm-hmm. just just silence on Facebook, on email. I'm like, oh okay, well you know, go kick rocks. So, yeah. <laughs> right. you know, I'll go to the other donut store. You yeah. know? Like I get it. People think that it's a scam because it's like, why are you like, why are you doing this? Yeah. It's a scam, and that's what everybody that I've like complained to about this, like, we're trying to do something nice. Yeah. Why are they? And it's it's take my niceness. Yeah. For, for the record, I I wasn't asked if I wanted free hot chocolate. I just want to bring that up and just throw it out there. But I would have accepted your free hot chocolate. So. I think I think one (laughs) of the issues going back to what you were saying, you know, they're afraid that, you know, it's going to make the deal harder. Right. And like we talked about, and this is nothing against, you know, agents as a whole. I think this is just a culture that's or the perception that that has been ingrained. And you go into an office and it's um, um, well, let's let's call our vendors. Well, we're not vendors. No. For agents, right? Um, a, a vendor is is somebody that's selling a product through you. You know, I'm not Coca Cola putting my product on a shelf at Kroger. Right. Um, um, I, I could be an extension of your business, you know, but I'm not a vendor for you. Um, you can collaborate and, together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm big and on so, so when your client contacts me you don't get anything from me. So I'm not your vendor. So at that point, the client signs an agreement with me. They are now my client as well. Right. And I think that gets lost sometimes just through, uh, most of the time it's just, it's just semantics, you know, vendor, whatever. It's just ingrained, um, right. you know, no harm, no foul. It's just what it's we just say. the word that's used. Right? Um, but for some people, they think like you can't talk to my client. Well, actually, I can because they're they my client, client too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm calling you as a courtesy, you know. Correct. And and whether that's lenders, whether that's title, whether that's you, whether that's us, um, once we have an agreement in place, they're our client now. Um, so, and I think that gets lost sometimes. And and some agents, not all, and it's a very small percentage of agents, obviously, um, they get very possessive at that point. You know, mm-hmm. where you're, you don't, you shouldn't be contacting my client. Well, actually, they're my client because I I have an agreement. You know, I'm keeping you in the loop because you're part of this transaction. But I really don't have to. You know, right? right. <laughs> and if you're gonna be ugly about it. I just won't. Right. And, you you know, absolutely. And sometimes I feel like, you know, when you come across real estate agents that have that demeanor, mm-hmm. it is a result of either being undereducated mm-hmm. in what a home inspection or radon test is about yeah. or because they've been burned somewhere along the sure. line. And so we have the privilege of re-educating yeah. and reintroducing the benefits of keeping that conversation and education flowing. Yeah. yeah and I think, I think you're right. It's with like the getting burned part, you know, cause maybe, maybe they had an inspector contact their client and completely just blow things up and never gave them a heads up, never included mm-hmm. them and maybe not even been accurate, you know? So right. there's, there's some, some, you know, damage there um, on trust and, and whatnot. And uh, because they didn't, they just wasn't, kept in the loop, 
you know, so there's there's some residual feelings there that you got to overcome. Um, I mean, fortunately for us, I mean, you go through our database and all the, you know, repeat agents and agents that's been with us for, I'll say for at least five deals, because I feel, feel like five to 10 deals is a good indicator of, are you going to keep using us or not? Mm-hmm. Right. Because we can go through two or three deals. Everything goes smoothly. I really like you. And I've noticed this as well, uh, especially with newer agents. Um, we get that fourth or fifth deal that's a train wreck. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I'm right. going to find somebody else, you know, whatever. Because they think that, you know, it's, it's our fault. But um, but once you hit five and you're still calling us, that's that's a pretty good indicator. You know, we got a good relationship. And fortunately, all of those agents that stick around, they're pretty much the ones that, like, they know, right? Like, they, they're they not possessive. They're like, right. they, you know, they, they know. And they know if I call their client or their client calls me, I'm going to let them know. Okay, like, hey, this is what we talked about. This is what I told them, you know, just so you have an understanding in case they call you, you right. know. Um, but, like I said, I think a lot of times you do get that, you know. I'm, I think also, and you do this as well, but the um, being a realist and not an alarmist. Yeah. That yeah. is what's key. It's yeah. like, you know, you're not there to try and scare anybody away from anything. You're there to represent the facts. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be as in like running out of a burning building, right. you know, delivery. It can be right. a, this is what's going on. Yep. Um, if you want to fix it, you can. And But this is this is a yeah. list of what you would want to know, what I would want to know about my home. Yeah, and I've had... You know, clients, and I, I say this at every buyer seminar, you know, uh, or we're just talking to agents, you know, we deliver the information the same way. It doesn't matter what it is. Because I've had clients where the house was literally falling down. And <laughs> not contractors, not flippers, not investors, like first-time home buyer kind of people. And there was that, and, the, and the woman asked me, but did you see any mice? What in the world? And I said, no. So that's all I care about. I can handle everything okay. else. can't handle mice. And I've had people lose their mind because the door doesn't latch, you know? So um, so it's not for me to determine what's important. It's just up to me to determine um, what, to give you the information, and then you determine what's important. Um, yeah. And then sometimes the house gives me the information that you don't like. Right. But that's not my fault. <laughs> you know, um, you know it, it just happens that way. So, well... Uh, 45 minutes went by quick wow. on this one. Look, um, and you didn't, I mean, you only glazed over like one and a half times. One and I a saw half it times. happening. I saw it I come know, in. So. I know. I appreciate you, you, you know, you didn't, didn't pull me back in too quick because. We're still here. We're yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Any closing thoughts? Um, Yeah, I think so. I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to give a little bit about Virginia stuff. Sure, go so, for it. so um, the RVA area. Well, actually, Virginia is for lovers is our motto, right? Yes, yes. yes and a lot right. of people Virginia don't. Virginia was founded in. Oh well, but Virginia <laughs> is for lovers. A lot of people don't know why. Okay, and it's okay. because of all the things that Virginia has to offer, right? Sure. Uh, Virginia has to offer the mountains, the beach, kayaking, um, you know, hiking, all the things. Um, so, and getting to explore all of those things with the people you love. So when it comes to, and here's an interesting um, Richmond, Virginia fact. There are, in the state of Virginia, there are 200 plus Mm -hmm. uh, breweries that have come up over the past few years. And Richmond, Virginia has 33 of those. And that's just the Richmond, Virginia area. So, um, you know, IPA, 
a lot for those, but it's worth it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But did you get that? It was my uh-huh, joke. Uh-huh. IPA. Uh-huh, <laughs> Sorry, uh-huh. I'll, I'll raise the bar on the next <laughs> one. It's fine. <laughs> but speaking about different things that we love in activities, radon is in your breathing space of everyone that you love. Not just, you know, yourself, your spouse, your child, but your pets, the elderly, the young. It affects everyone. So get it measured. That's it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I do not appreciate you and Courtney being on the same team, I but love we'll her. talk about that her later. Buddy, buddy, <laughs> <laughs> we support each other. <laughs> and uh, well, I, I would say we get you and Jeanette on at the same time. I don't know if I can handle that. That'd have to be after. You hours. know, yeah. we Whoa. have like we're, we're different, so we would come at you from different angles, which would be amazing. We okay. <laughs> <laughs> we would both love that. That's right. All right. Well, till next time. Okay. Thanks.